Welcome to episode four of Bell to Bell, boxing's fastest moving talk show. Um, your usual referee, Steve Lillis, is away this week. I think he's been sent on the Terry O'Connor School of Officiating. He'll be back <laughs> soon, but we've got two good guests. We've got the bon viveur of British boxing, Alex Steedman, and we've got the king of lockdown boxing and the, the pride of Rosington, Maxie Hughes. Uh, we'll start with you, Maxie. You know, two big wins in lockdown with John O'Carroll and uh, Victor Katochigov. How's life on the left side of a bill? Oh, it's brilliant. You know, uh, just yesterday we had a new carpet fitted on stairs and landing. So life and obviously them two big wins. So life's good. Couldn't <laughs> be any better. The, the spoils of war. That's it, yeah. Because of that new carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Alex? You know, you commentated on Maxi. How, how's life for a, a commentator? I called on both Maxi's fights against John O'Carroll and against Kotochikov. And you and I spoke about the trip out to Kazakhstan. And you and I both should be living in bigger houses than we are now because both of us were quite hot on, on Maxi Hughes. You wanted a bigger price. I said anything under three to one. You just back it until your eyes bleed. And neither of us had enough on, basically. Max, but I'm fine. I'm still, I'm still buzzing, John, after Javonta Davis. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing after that fight. It's rare that sport gets you off your seat. That had me off my seat, so I'm still buzzing after that. It's great. I could watch the that I threw against Kutachigov. <laughs> the left he just took it to a whole new level. <laughs> he did. We'll, we'll get to Mr. Davis in a little while, but mm. if you're both ready, you both know the drill. We're going to start with Alex. It's three minutes You've both got your topics. Fast and furious. I don't care if you're halfway through a word, halfway through a sentence. We're going to stop and move on to the next. Alex, get us underway. Well, on the back of Terry O'Connor, my question is, how do you score a fight? For me, it's quite simple. Punch is landed, number one. Force and weight of punch, that's number two. And three, ring control or who's bossing the action the way a fight unfolds who's in control of that those for me are the three things that you should be looking at if you're scoring a fight but i'm not convinced that sometimes judges referees or fans are doing that yeah i agree got um i think there's a, a another little thing which reared its head recently with scoring fights and i think if, if a fighter's losing a fight clearly, say they've lost a run of three or four rounds, if they suddenly do a little bit better in a round, they seem to get extra points out and, and get given the round just purely because we've not lost it as badly as the previous one. It, it, Let me ask Maxi a question, because as a fighter, the, the, there were certain trainers and coaches who have been quite hot on you know winning the last minute, the last 30 seconds or so. As a fighter, do you have any of that in the back of your mind? Are you told any of that? Or is it something to do what you can? Recently in, in the John O'Carroll file, absolutely. I, I felt with my fights, I'd come up short on exchanges, punch exchanges. So in that John O'Carroll fight, I thought, I need to make sure if he's throwing and I'm throwing, I need, even I think with Carroll, it was just even just a jab. Finishing on a jab so that the judge can see there's been an exchange and boom, Max has come out on top. He's not been phased by the other punchers and he's he's got his shape about him. So I I think with punch exchanges, it should be the, the exchange maybe should go to the, the fighter who's kept composure and able to fire back out of that exchange and land a clean blow. Do, do, you, like yes, you, said, you, know, do you think that the lack of a crowd and the 
the fact mm. that the fights are being fought in silent is having an effect. Do you, I, I wonder <clears> if the lack of... Um, we've seen a few wins for guys like you, Maxim, but from the away corner, do you think that the lack of fans, the lack of crowd and the lack of home support is resulting in a bit fairer decisions? I think, I think so. And I think what that might be down to is there's no crowd, there's no uh, excessive noise in judges' ear. So he, he sees the fighter throw the punch and he'll be able to hear it land. So he knows it's landed because, you know, if there's a lot of crowd and he sees a punch, he doesn't hear it land or he might think, oh, he, he missed there, he, he missed that shot. But with that, with that, no, no noise, and he hears it land. Boom! He's heard it land. He can, he can note that as a scoring shot. Question: maybe that John, John is a fan. Maxi is a fighter. Have you ever looked back on a fight? Probably more to Maxi this, and and actually said, oh, "Do you know what? I didn't do as well as I thought I had done. Maybe the scores were were closer to being right." Um, a, li a little bit, yeah. Maxi, ah, there we go. Your first question, Maxi. Um, my, I'll come up with a question. Um, I would. Uh, what do you think on um, the the cross the cross promoter battle that we have? Because uh, the the number one fight I'd like to see is Anthony Yard v Joshua Boatze. Obviously, we'll never know if that's going to happen because of the cross promotions. Are they ever going to get the Reds together, Eddie and Frank, and get them sort of fights? You know, there's plenty out there. That's what I really would like to um, to see. Um, how do you think going forward that we can get those sort of fights off at line and get them made? I, I, I think there's going to be um, boxing is going to be desperate to come back, isn't it, with big events next year? We've missed out on so many um, huge crowds, so many stadium fights. I think they're going to be under pressure to put on massive events, and we're going to have to see some cross cross promotion fights. Yard Buatzi is a, a huge fight, although I think Lyndon Arthur might upset that. Joshua yeah. against Furies has got to happen, hasn't it? Yeah. There's just so many. The, the worrying thing I thought was when I, Eddie Hearn started talking about this meeting and proposed a few names, they weren't big names. They were the guys from lower down the cards, and I don't think fans will stand for that. I think if this is going to happen, I think we're going to have to have some marquee matchups to, to really bring the crowds back and create some big events. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I spoke to Eddie about this um, about a month ago. Um, that fight, Maxi, you'll be pleased to hear. I think that's a fight that will happen. On which channel it happens, that's the big thing. And Eddie, Eddie pretty much said his, his bigger guys are going to fight on Sky. They're not going to be allowed to go on BT. But maybe some of the slightly lesser names, the guys who are not big draws on, on Sky, they might be allowed to go on, on, on to BT. So they're going to have to pick and choose their battles. It's constantly going to get in the way, but that yeah. is a fight that I think actually will get made. I, I really hope it does. Um, but there, there is plenty out there and you just hope that they both can put their egos to the side and say, you can have this one, you can have this one. Let's get them made. Like you say, but we have had this lockdown and, and I think, uh, especially, um, I think all the promoters have done good jobs in making 50-50 fights. Um, the the bill when I boxed on John O'Carroll, I think all fights were the fights were pretty much almost matched, like sort of record for record. So that were that were good to be a part of and, and good to see as a fan. We just hope that, that once lockdown is lifted and stadiums are back full, that we see these big matchups and 
obviously, like we 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 said that Yard Buatsi might happen, and and the big one, Fury AJ. Um, I think, just to, I think, and I think the British public, don't we? Um, I suppose the the thing is, <laughs> now I, what I we all love boxing, don't we? We'll watch every round of a an MTK show, every round of a VIP <laughs> show, every might struggle to get through every round of a Mickey Elliott show on a Sunday afternoon, but. We'll watch anything. But how much better is the sport when the big names perform to a true potential? You look, this last weekend we had Mr. Inoue at his counter-punching brutal best, just devastating people. We had Usyk off the back foot, yeah. boxing beautifully against Chisora. But the one that it, it, I'm still thinking about, I'm still thinking about the finish, and we mentioned him earlier, was Javante Davis. You know, that's how you announce yourself as the sport's next superstar. I know he's a, he fought at super featherweight. I don't even think that's probably his best weight. I think he's, I think he's mm. probably end up moving up to a Maxi Hughes division at lightweight. What a yeah. finish. What an uppercut. What a star-making performance. And it just elevates the sport to a whole new level when the guys perform to their absolute yeah. potential. Yeah, absolutely. You don't normally see, well, I suppose you do, but the, it's, it's known they say the lighter weights don't produce them sort of knockouts, but... The the angle that I watched uh, of it, uh, he landed the uppercut as Santa Cruz's head came back down into focus. His eyes were already closed, and it's as as beautiful as it is to see. It's a bit heartbreaking when you see a fighter collapse with his leg under him, and you you just hope that he's all right. But I mean, what what a punch that is! And like you say, it were a bit weird with what the WBA have decided to do with putting both titles online but um they were all they were all talks of Javante always oh, struggles at super featherweight he struggled to make lightweight in his title fight that he had there but it's obviously not affected him in slightest producing punches like that it's not just how you win is it it's not just winning it's how you win and how you go about it right from the first round he tried to <laughs> knock out Santa Cruz Santa Cruz yeah. rallied changed his plan a little bit. They had a bit of a, a war, didn't they, in the sixth, and then that spectacular finish. You, you cannot yeah. get better than that for a young guy making a statement in his first pay-per-view fight. And you know what I love about it most? He's got uh, the archetypal boxer in his corner as his backup team in Floyd Mayweather. And do you know what? Floyd Mayweather talking in, to him in between rounds. I guarantee you Mayweather's not saying to him, go and stick it on him, son. He did that himself. <laughs> Anti Mayweather is what that, he was. That's my the very best of boxing. That that's my hope for him. That I know he hangs around with Mayweather and all those characters, but mm. I certainly don't think he's going to turn into Money Mayweather inside the ring. Outside Javante, I'm sure he can be a, a bugger, but inside I, the ring, I, I, I think he's going to have that. Gonna, I was worried he was spending a bit too much time with Adrian Broner oh, and turning yeah. into Broner, but at the minute he seems to be doing all right and. Alex, second question. Uh, my second question is, do you do fans appreciate how tough boxing is? Um, I think boxing fans are among the most loyal, definitely among the most vociferous, um, and certainly amongst the most demanding as well. But they are supportive and loyal alongside two of those other things. I suppose it's better that Maxi asks this question. Do you, do you think fans really appreciate everything that it is that you do before you even get into the ring as much as you give when you're in there? Uh, I think the the more 
Um, more hardcore fans will absolutely do, and obviously, you, each fighter's fans who, who know them personally, they appreciate it. Your boxing hardcore fans appreciate it, but with with the social media that it is now, we've been a bit of a dark place, especially on Twitter. I don't think. Um, well, there is there is people out there who don't appreciate it, who just want to see blood, um, and then when they don't see it, they're like, "Oh, well, that were a boring fight." Etc. Etc. But um, after after my two wins that I've had during uh, COVID, um, I seem to have got. I think it's just all been positive. So I I feel like them two wins especially have been really appreciated. Um, so yeah, um, definitely the the hardcore fans. I know it's a it's a cliche to say um, you shouldn't criticise unless you've done it, but I honestly think every single boxing fan would benefit from doing a round of sparring. Mm. It doesn't matter what level you jump in. It could be someone <laughs> who's doing their first spar at the same time. I mean, I've been in the ring with a few pros and a couple of world champions doing the odd little round of technique stuff, and it's frightening, it's unnerving, and it's exhausting. But I think even if you're in there with someone who's doing the first ever spar, you'll get an appreciation of the awareness you've got to have, that little bit of fear, and the sheer physical effort it takes mm. Uh, to remain switched on while you're moving. Um, I know everyone says you shouldn't comment unless you've done it and uh, it gets taken with a pinch of salt, but I actually think there's some truth in that. Absolutely. Yeah. I suppose it's the, it's the, the kind of social media stuff for, for fighters that, that, that really kind of gets me sometimes. And uh, listen, Twitter's always going to have spectrums, isn't it? You've got over there and over there, and it's always going to show the best and the worst of people. I accept that, but sometimes I, I really do... I really do wonder. Max, have you yeah, had anybody come in the gym uh, for the, and challenge you or anything like that? And The, and, the know, only person I have is is one of my mates who, uh, who, I work, <laughs> who I used to work with. He used to give me stick up time. I'll come and spy, I'll come and spy. And he, uh, he, did, he did turn up at gym. I says, right, I'll pick you up to make sure that you can get to gym. And fair play to him. He, he's done it on two occasions now and he couldn't believe, he couldn't believe, like, you know, when you're in front of a fighter and he's just the faints, he's like this. <laughs> but, uh, and, and I take my hat off to him for getting in, but I do agree that, um, all you, especially somebody who trolls people, if they're going to get in, <clears throat> they, they deserve it. Went a little bit over there, Maxi, but I wanted the story about your, uh, about your mate. Bon, it's your second question. Um, second question, I will say, how do we feel on these internet boxers, uh, you know, the, what's this called? Lo Logan Paul, um, Logan Paul and KSI. Those yeah. those type of kids who never boxed amateur, they turn over and they get, um, they get to headline a show and they earn millions from it and they, they've done what they've done. Personally, it, it winds me, it, winds, it would just wind me up. Um, they're not, because they've not done, they've not given no time and dedication to sport, and it's for me personally, it makes a mockery at sport. That it, 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 can you imagine them turning up at Wakefield on a Wednesday night behind closed doors? Exactly, yeah, and that's where you just you just want to get. I just want to beast them, <laughs> but like it, it, what it does, it, it makes people people are saying, oh, it gives. Um, brings more to boxing but I think it doesn't it brings the wrong things to boxing 
Um, it's going to bring people, people are going to look and say, oh, they did boxing, they didn't have no amateurs. I can, I can just come to boxing. And I think, no, you've got, and it, you've got to do it the hard way. You've got to put your time and effort into amateurs, you know, do the full circuit. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm drawn on it. I, I feel uncomfortable about it. I, I, if someone said, and Eddie Hearn said it with that KSI um, Logan show in, in California, he, he said, you know, it'll shine a light on boxing. And, and I, I know some of our colleagues who were over there, uh, John, who were amazed by the, the, the kind of social media presence and the, the number of hits that such and such gets, we're into the millions, and if only some of those can be converted to boxing, then look at the, the work that, that we there have, have done. I get all of that. I just feel it's the thin end of the wedge, you know, Pacquiao, um, McGregor, and then, you know, but before, and that's just, that's a guy who's at least done some fighting of some sort. So I just think if it starts here, where does it end? And it's hijacking boxing. That's my, my I think it's hijacking the sport. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how many of them do actually stick around to watch a, a Billy Joe Saunders fight after watching KSI. Um, mm. If KSI and Logan Paul went playing paintball the week after, everyone who tuned in to watch a pay-per-view boxing and tuned in to watch him play paintball, I'm, I'm not sure yeah. how, many, how many people actually stick around to watch. I'm with Maxi. I, uh, I'm dead against it. On to the final topic, and it's got to be Mr. Wilder. Um, Steve was asking, where's Wilder last week? Uh, mm. He came back with a bang, didn't he? Um, I'm not sure where Mr. Wilder's, Wilder's, Wilder's head's got, to be honest. I, I know that crown he had on when he walked to the ring for the Fury fight weighed him down a little bit, but I'm, I wonder if it's had a, a long-lasting effect. I just can't get my head around these excuses, blaming Mr. a well-respected, well-thought-of guy like Mark Breland for spiking his yeah. water. We've had his costume designer blamed for making him look like um, Darth Vader on Pride Weekend. We've had <laughs> the Nevada State Athletic <laughs> Commission slagged off for allowing Fury to wear gloves. Um, when we were talking about Joshua, Fury, White and these guys, it was always thought that Wilder might come out at the bottom of that little group purely because of his boxing ability. But I just wonder if it might come down to his attitude. You know, he's not shown that he's willing to learn from the defeat. He's not made any signs that he's going to come back a better fighter. He's just blamed everybody. And I wonder if that might end up being Mr. Wilder's downfall rather than his lack of technique. It could be. It could. He's not showing the true, Is the true nature of, of a champion, um, accepting defeat, going back to gym, uh, accepting it, and just saying, "I'm going to do the work, back to the drawing board, and we'll come back a better fighter," rather than pointing finger at everybody. I did see somebody tweet today. Quite funny. So, get ready for excuse that while they were pregnant. To before <laughs> that could be a potential excuse, um, but yeah, the, the excuses are ridiculous. And he's to take a good long hard look at himself and and come back. The other person who did the thing that an ex fighter, prompt fighter, experience, and he did the right thing. Well, if that beat up so he could never ever fight again. Yeah. He's got the chance to wrong that mistake yeah. and just get on with it, just accept it like a man, like a champion, and come back if he is a true champion. I can, I can, I can only think he's trying to kind of drum up interest or, you know, just create 
some sort of story that it becomes a massive story. I mean, listen, he's got everyone talking about it. So maybe he's done his job in, in that regard. But the excuses are ridiculous. And I think the one that he said, quote unquote, that, you know, Mark Breland disloyal, or disloyal trainer, I think is what he said. I mean, that is just, you've already got rid of the guy. And then to say that on top of it, that is just too, that's too much. It's too much. And it's, it's difficult for him to come back unless he comes back, fights Fury and sparks him in two, which is, you know, with his powers entirely, entirely possible. But I, I don't quite get where he's, what's the next excuse? If you're going to, he's, he's had five so far, doesn't he have six? The ring walk, the, the outfit was too heavy, uh, was, was one of the first ones, wasn't it? At Fury's hand down the bottom of the glove. Um, <laughs> Then he said that uh, he had a, an object in his glove. The water was spiked with muscle relaxant. Kenny Bayless was unfair. And now he said that Mark Breland was disloyal. I mean, what's the... What's there the we go, Alex. Well, that's the end of it. I think we got enough slagging of Deontay Wilder in there, though, within the three minutes and ten seconds. I, I, we could go on for another hour about Mr Wilder, but we, we'll let him off a leech. How did you enjoy it? Yeah, well, good that. Feel feel a little bit of pressure to get uh, to get plenty of talking done in your three minutes. <laughs> Fast and furious, and whip through all the topics. It's quite it's quite hard, isn't it? Yeah, and I take it you'll just edit it and make it have it like snap. You cut off the top and bottom, and away you go. No, no, you still we're still recording now, Alex. What you just said is going to go mm -hmm. out. Yeah, okay, lovely. Yeah, well, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed seeing your new haircut more than anything else. Oh, yeah, that, I didn't realise until the webcam turned on, but yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Robert well, De Niro, taxi driver. He, 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 he wouldn't cut my hair unless I had a mask on. Can you believe that? <laughs> no, so tell us what's in the background of your, um, your shorts. You can see a Foxy Brown. Have you got a Duran poster up there? Yeah, we got... Uh, Foxy Brown, got our Foxy Brown. Um, where are we? Hearns Duran. Um. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that's Leonard against Heikler. Yeah, I've, I've got, I've got one as well. Maxie, any of your, any of your stuff, um, gloves or trophies when you're a kid? What's come out of the, uh, the boxing though? We we bought um like a log cabin for bottom at garden it's going to be a 50 50 split half my wife's office and i've got a, a, when we're at dubai we'd uh, i asked um mtk if i could have the fight poster you know the big the big rollout one so i i brought that back that's going up um the belt and we've, we've ordered a cabin and and i've got all my amateur one i've got all that uh that's all up to date with all my newspaper clippings and that but um Definitely do a professional one, but the, like you say, I, I might need a big book because I don't know how long I'm going to go on. I fancy, I fancy um, maybe breaking Ben uh, Hopkins's record. <laughs> Fight till in the fifties. <laughs> so I mean, I suppose the interesting thing, John, is from Maxie now. I mean, it, I think it shows you first of all, if you've got a, some ability in the first place. If you get suddenly the right backing, an opportunity, backing an opportunity, I, I wonder if there are there are other Maxi Hughes out there. Oh yeah, who, there are, but you know, just get, just get the chance and, and the opportunity, grab it with both hands, and then suddenly away you go. Yeah, Maxi, Maxi will tell you. Hopefully, we get him in boxing news this week as well. There's a story coming out, but Maxi, <coughs> God, 
How long ago was it, Max? Was it about 18 months ago when you were in Dickie's gym when you just started training with Sean full-time, Sean and Josh? And you did a yeah. little work with Reese Mould. And Sean sidled over to me while you were just doing your warm-down and he said, what do you reckon to young Maxi? He said he's, he's definitely got another run in him, hasn't he? And he just like whispered it in my ear. And he saw something, he just had to bring it out of you. Like the defeats didn't matter. You've learned from your defeats, haven't you? And you kept yeah, yeah. better than ever. And um, just that extra confidence from being around people like Josh and people who believe in you and just produce yeah. on the night, it's just opened up an entire new career path for you, hasn't it? As definitely. I think as well, the mindset's changed and like just more confident and and thriving with the bit of a momentum as well now. I think two, two good wins, um, the backing of MTK and like, it's just all, it all just seems to be going well. And it's not only that, my body's still um, in in real good shape, so it's not like I've got loads of in, I've not no injuries or not like that. So everything's good, and the, and like I think it's more with footballers. They're like, oh, once you once you sort of it thirty, that's that's your career almost over. Then you, your best days are behind you. But I don't think that's the case with boxing, and and I don't think that's the case. Anyway, maybe in certain. Uh, people who's had tough fights or they've not looked after themselves properly, but you know you see up and you know Floyd Floyd's still fighting and, and Pacquiao's still fighting, and they're still like Pacquiao, and he's still WBA champion, and he's so it just shows you as long as you look after yourself and you live life and your body's good to you, then you just can keep going. So I don't believe in the age. Matty wants Devin Haney. Do you know, I was going to say now, are those two yeah. wins scaring people off? Or are they going to open doors? Well, I'm hoping they're going to open doors. And we haven't had a proper discussion with MTK yet about the, the next boot we go down. But winning the WBC International, I think it, I haven't looked at the rankings yet, but I believe that this should at least put me in the top 15. I know Kochagov were number 14. Um, so if if uh, if I can get a defence, or if something happens, like people might think I'm crazy, or they might uh, they might laugh, but I would happily jump at the chance to fight Devin Haney. Like for me, that's a that's a, a life changing fight, and and I think what he would do, he'd obviously look at my age, look at my record, and it it maybe it maybe even underestimate me, and I and I believe that um, could go over there and if he's got that mindset, I'll go over there and shock him. I'll uh, I'll rise to occasion and just you know I just I'd love that shot you know um, so yeah that's what that's what I'd love I'd love to just uh, MTK say all right we'll sort you that out you go to the top let's go and see what you can do and then we'll see we'll see what happens but I'd love that I'd love that chance brilliant lads well done thanks John Thank thanks Mikey right, cheers Ali cheers see you soon. Uh, uh, take care. Nice one. Uh,